Welcome to These Amazing Places podcast. This is Adam. And this is Doug, and we're back. And we're the podcast, once again, that just basically takes you all over the United States and beyond just to see different attractions, vacation spots, restaurant reviews, and all kinds of fun stuff. This week, once again, we are still in Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World, Orlando. Well, it's near Orlando, Florida. Today we're going to cover Kilimanjaro's Safari. Uh, that safari is in Africa, and uh, that safari and that, that uh, attraction uh, comprises 40% of the park. So that tells you it's a large attraction and a large ride that's uh, a lot of fun. All right, Doug, what uh, resorts are available around Animal Kingdom that's on the Disney property that you can stay at? Okay, close to Animal Kingdom are uh, the Coronado Springs Resort. That is the moderate resort, and moderate basically means that the prices are starting at 145 per night. That's actually the cheapest uh, rate that you can get. Doesn't it change during the season? Yeah, too? yeah, it's yeah. going to go up. It's going to go up. Now that sleeps uh, up to four, sometimes five in a room. Coronado Springs, I haven't stayed at, but I've heard it's great. Of course, you know, as are all Disney resorts, from what I've heard. The other one is the Deluxe Resort, and it's Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Now it's starting rooms starting at two fifteen per night plus tax, and that of course uh, I think as high as I've seen it go up. Eh, could be around 259 now it may be more and that also sleeps up to four or five these resorts are extremely extremely nice so if you get a chance uh stay there stay there whenever you can now can you when you say it's like 259 a night is that for one night only and but then if you get a package it's a cheaper deal kind of like the disney tickets or don't you know yeah usually you're paying what you pay oh okay yeah so um so that's there's the, not too many right. yeah, cut rates they are what they are according to the season and how busy the parks are so you know find those value times if you can uh i know you know the kids may have to miss a couple of days of school and uh you know to maybe hit some of those value times but sometimes you know sometimes it's worth it so uh, we'll talk a little bit about Animal Kingdom still, uh, Doug. What? What? Well, actually, this is a generic Disney question. What? What are park hours, and what are the park hours for Animal Kingdom or any other other parks, and where can you get that information? Okay, uh, Disney has it on their site at Disney.com. We'll also post the park hours and stuff on uh, our site. The park hours change uh, according to season. Uh, and according to a lot of different things, usually that park will open, um, the gates will open at usually at 8, and uh, rope drop, they call it, is when you actually get to head into the attractions, happens at 9. Uh, usually this, this park closes earlier than the others, so usually you're looking at a 7 to 8 o'clock closing. Uh, now, also, we were going to cover in this part... Um, the I'm trying to remember the name of them. Extra magic hours. Yeah, extra yeah. magic hours, which uh, uh, they take place in all the parks on certain days, and uh, only certain attractions are open on those days. What happens is the parks for extra extra magic hours uh, people. Those are people who have a base ticket and uh, with a hopper, and basically with that ticket. Then uh, they can actually they're they're entitled to extra magic hours. Extra magic hours in every park take place uh, an hour before the actual park opening, 
and up to three hours after the park closes. So, you know, obviously, in many of the parks, uh, that's going to be a blast because uh, not everyone's there. Parks aren't going to be as crowded. Animal Kingdom is incredible after dark. So if there's any park that you want to try to pull this off in, it would be Animal Kingdom. Now, there's only certain days that this is going to happen. And so what we're going to do is you can obviously go to Animal Kingdom site through Disney.com. Or you can go to our site. We're going to post the days that this will be happening. And uh, we'll also post the attractions that will be open on those days. So uh, if that helps you out, it will be there. And that information is just for you. And once again, our website's just theseamazingplaces.com. And as always, if you've not listened to our podcast before, we always post the links and all the information that we've talked about on the podcast up there. So you can follow our links. You don't have to remember it during the podcast. Um, one of one of the things that I remember from going to Disney is like the extra special closings at Magic Kingdom and all the others. Does Animal Kingdom have anything like that? You know, I think that they have a uh, probably a fireworks show, as do most of the parks, at the end of the day. I have to tell you, I'm not sure what the, what it's called, and I'm not sure that it's a regular attraction at the park. I know that there has to be a, a closing a closing program that goes on. I just can tell you, I wasn't there closing, so I, I am not I'm not real familiar with that. All right. So our audio ride through this week is the Kilimanjaro Safari, which is a pretty long ride through. So we're kind of trying to keep the audio short here at the beginning, so you can at least listen to all of it. Uh, Doug, just briefly describe like, is it a ride? What What do you do? Is it more? Yeah, it's, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, okay. The um, I'll, I'll go through it quickly. It's uh, you get onto um, trucks, large trucks with a large amount of people, and uh, the trucks have hydraulic setups on them and stuff like that to make the ride a little more exciting. But mostly, what you're seeing as you go through it, it's, it would basically be like a ride through in a zoo. Uh, they theme it though, so it really looks like you're out on a safari in the African tundra. Uh, they do a real good job at that. They also use now I can't remember the exact name of it but i think it's called flare or something like that that's an actual like weed or food that they use to draw the animals close to where people will be coming through so basically what happens is you're not going on a ride through of this attraction and seeing no animals i guarantee you on each ride you're going to see animals uh, of all different types which makes it a lot fun a lot more fun and I think one of the things, I've never actually been on it. I've been to Animal Kingdom, but um, there was some special I was watching on TV where they um, they showed that there weren't any fences that were, like, keeping these animals in. They were all hidden to the public, basically. So it it does actually look like you're on a real African safari. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And the, the vehicle that you're in is... Uh it's fairly well open. It doesn't have, like, it's not closed off with solid windows. That's all open. Um, and, of course, too, then, and you'll hear this in the audio ride-through, that your driver also keeps everybody involved. Uh, they'll sing with you. There's things going on on the radio that you'll hear that are timed out so that uh, uh, there's a theme to it. And usually it ends up being that you're looking for poachers that have come out searching to try to kill elephants and uh, one has been captured and so you're going out to look for the baby elephant that's usually the uh the storyline behind the ride 
So if the ride is that open, I mean, if you have one of those big turkey legs that you're eating and you feed it out to the lions, yeah, are you going to jump back? You <laughs> probably wouldn't want to take a turkey leg on that ride because, well, you know, if a wild boar comes along, he may get offended or something and come up and maybe decide, well, hey, you know what? I'll take a bite out of you too. So, yeah, I don't know if that would be, be such a good idea. They might stop you. <laughs> In fact, didn't you have like a picture of a giraffe like kind of looking at you guys? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. There's you a guys picture look of hungry. Him <laughs> looking between a, a set of trees. And of course, you know, in the picture, it kind of looks like, like, well, you know, a giraffe's head is 12 feet off the ground, which is just a little bit higher than where Adam usually is at. <laughs> He's a pretty tall guy. Uh, anyway, uh, but you can, you know, you picture the his head's, you know, it's 12 feet off the ground and he's looking at us between these trees. And it's a great shot. It's a great shot. It'll be up on our site, along with many others. All right. Well, anyway, without further ado, we'll play the audio ride through for you, and hope you enjoy. Thank you very much. We'll see you in two weeks, okay? Monday. Let's go. All right, John, but you guys, I haven't introduced myself yet. My name's Susan, and I'm going to be your safari driver for the next two weeks. There we go. All right, let's go see if we can contact those Airborne Patrol units. Airborne Patrol, this is Simba 1. Over. Okay, guess we're not in radio range. I told you sometimes we do have 800 square miles here. Sometimes we're not, but maybe we'll hear from them a little bit later. All right, we are entering a Turi Forest. And if you look to your right-hand side, you're going to notice a dark animal over there with stripes on its legs. Does anybody know who that Okapi might be related to? Zebra. Zebra. Oh, you know what? It's a trick question, you guys. They're actually the only known relative of the giraffe. Yeah, look at the shape of its skull, and if it were to stick its tongue out, you notice it has a very long tongue, just like the giraffe. All right. This watering hole on our left-hand side is an important gathering place for a lot of animals. All watering holes are. Even the more rare animals as well, like black rhinos. Maybe we'll see one. A black rhino weighs about 3,000 pounds, has a one-inch hide, and can charge at speeds of 35 miles per hour. You'd think that'd make them pretty indestructible. However, because of humans poaching, there are less than 3,600 left in all of Africa. Very sad. All right. Keep your eyes peeled. You never know when you see another animal, especially here in the forest where a lot of the animals have natural markings that help them blend in with their surroundings. So sometimes they're kind of hard to spot. You've got to have a really keen eye. All right, we're going to head on up towards Soft Bay River. It's right up this hill here. It's a great place to spot some hippos. Hippos, they love to spend their time in the water, staying out of the heat, the sun. Actually, they can stay submerged under the water for about five to eight minutes at a time. So, as we approach the river, which is going to be on your right-hand side, go ahead and take a look down there. Maybe you'll spot some hippos under the water. Oh my goodness, I just spotted some on your right-hand side just past that very large log. Do you remember to stay completely seated? No. No. It's kind of hard to tell how big they are when they're under the water like that, so I'll go ahead and tell you. A male hippo can tip the scales at over 5,000 pounds. Now, such a large animal kind of need a lot of food. So at night, they'll climb up onto the base and they can consume about 100 pounds of vegetation every single night. 
Also, on our left-hand side over here on the island, there's some pinkback pelicans there. And, oh look, there's baby pinkback pelicans. You see them in the nest there? Oh, isn't that just too cute? Now, they work together to get their food. They will herd fish into the shallow waters, so it's easier to swoop down and feed. So it's a lot of hippos over there in the river. Just taking a rest.
notice some gray animals? Those are white-bearded wildebeest. Now, every year, over one and a half million, yes, I said million, across the savanna. That makes them the largest migrating herd in all of Africa. Can you imagine one and a half million of those animals? It's probably kind of loud. Also looks like, yep, grand zebras up ahead. Now, the grand zebras, the stripes on their coat are actually unique to each zebra, just like our fingerprints are unique to each of us. There's also, if you look way back there in the grass, you see some horns moving around. Those belong to the Ancoli cattle. Those horns on their head are about six feet long, tip to tip. There's also some animals that look a little bit like deer, the two-tone brown. Those are impala. Now, the impala are very fast and very agile creatures. They can leap about 30 feet in a single bound. That's basically the entire length of this truck in one single bound. Pretty impressive. Really good defense against predators, too. Good way to get away. Now, to our left and to our right are some very large tan animals. Those are Patterson elids. The elid are the largest antelope in Africa. A male can grow to be about 2,000 pounds and stands six feet tall at the shoulder. These look like they might all be females. Have a staring contest with them. I don't think I've ever seen them blink. They will always win. Why? Oh, we're close. Okay, 
guess we have to go left. They're spotted. Actually, it's usually back there where they're spotted. Oh, on our right hand side. Now, this is a bongo. Now, bongos are. Oh, that's not a bongo. What was I thinking? That's a bonzabak. Yeah, bonzabak. They're actually extinct in the wild and they only exist on reserves like this one. Now, keep an eye out for those white rhinos. 
miss her. They weigh about four or five thousand pounds. So, you know, if you see them, you'll know. Oh. Oh. 
glad that we could help.
compressor will be approaching our dock. When we pull up to it, it is going to make a horribly obnoxious noise. Very loud, very ear splitting. It's supposed to make that noise. It means that we're docking correctly. I know, it doesn't sound fun, but it's okay. And I will teach you one more Swahili word before we go too. So lots of things to do. We'll say Java, we'll pull up to the very loud dock, and I'll teach you another Swahili word. Warm up those vocal cords. Me, 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 me. You ready? It's coming soon. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> and your response is? Yeah. Oh, nicely done. I knew you'd get it eventually. <laughs> All right, everybody. Here we go. On the count of three. One, two, three. Jumbo! Good. One more time, you guys. One, two, three. Jumbo! Oh, you guys are so good at that. All right. Well, this is our dock up here, which obviously we cannot approach yet because there's somebody there. All right. That word I was going to teach you guys, it's quaharini. Can you say that? Quaharini. Very nice. It means go well. All right. Hope you enjoyed that audio ride through. Hey, I, th I, I think that I hope I really hope that you did. There was a lot of uh, audio in there from before we actually got on the ride and everything took off and some audio after. So uh, I hope you kind of enjoyed that. That gives you a little bit of a uh, different uh, sound on how things happen. And that was due to the fact that my son's in a wheelchair and the loading and unloading for that takes a little longer. So, hey, thanks. Thanks for listening. All right. Once again, email us at these uh, podcasts at theseamazingplaces.com. Check us out on the web, theseamazingplaces.com. And enjoy your week. All right. See you next week. Bye. I like to This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. This podcast may not be redistributed or re-recorded without prior written consent from theseamazingplaces.com.